Here we go. Episode two. I have Jim Simon from Jimmy Bars. I have Matt Kubik from Local Demo Service. We're going to jump right into it. Jim Simon, who, what, when? Talk to me about Jimmy Bars. Where did you start it? When? Why? Let's go for it. Okay. I uh, started the company in 2014 in Chicago. I was doing BizDev and M&A with technology firms. Um, uh, living in New York and going back and forth in San Francisco, started eating bars, uh, took a look at what I'm actually eating on the ingredient side. It's mostly crap. And thought, you know, when I'm finished with this gig, uh, you know, selling um, data management services, I want to start a company with a tangible product. I want it to be food, and I want it to be good for the world. Um, I had already started five companies prior, uh, not in food, um, but I saw that how kind of uh, crappy and dishonest our food chain was getting from the ingredients to the marketing to et cetera, to the retail, and that the majority of the food we're eating is not good for us. And all the innovation in food for the past 50 years is not good for us. And watching way too many Netflix videos on evil food, that's why I decided to start the business. Got it. So true purpose, true mission. I like that. In, in one word, would you agree, since you started other businesses in different verticals, is food different? It is. Um, you know, in technology, it doesn't matter if you're a college dropout. It doesn't matter if you're 17, smartest guy or gal wins. Food's not like that. Um, food, is, you've got brokers, you've got sub-brokers, you've got distributors, you've got redistributors. It's fairly sloppy how you and I get our product on the floor uh, at Whole Foods or wherever. So it's been kind of a learning lesson where... I personally think we've got the best bar out there, but we're not the biggest guys because we don't have the most money. And so that's what we'll get into in a little bit. And that is usually the guy with the most money wins. Got it. So let's talk money real quick. Uh, Self-funded or are you raising, did raise uh, any specifics there on what that looks like in short? Yeah. So I, in previous business in technology, you always go to VCs and that's what I've done before. This business, because I didn't really know my head from my ass, um, I thought, I don't want to go to a VC until I kind of know what I'm doing. So I self-funded for the first couple of years. Um, then I did friends and family. Um, and that's all we've done. So I've only raised a few million bucks, did friends and family, um, have talked to VCs, but opted not to go that route yet. We might at some point. But I really, from the very beginning, this is a family business. And we wanted to do things differently than the uh, other companies out there. And that's why I sort of re resisted institutional money. Okay, so let's let's though throw this in there because it is uh, is or should be wildly wildly known. Uh, it is uh, expensive, correct? This is an expensive business. You do need money. Uh, you noted about uh, those with the most often win. Um, I, there's you know there's probably a spectrum to that, right? But the reality is you do need money uh, to not only keep this thing going but to grow, correct? No doubt. And if, and if I was, and I'm sure at some point in your podcast, you're going to ask a question, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs? Go raise money. Go raise money from day one. Pay yourself. Don't do what I did. I mean, granted, Jimmy Bars is successful. We've been done quite well. But I was, you know, I started this in my late 40s and I had a couple bucks in my pocket. So I didn't pay myself for four years. That's not the way to do it. Don't do it that way. Go raise money from day one. 
can you talk the, the number? Can you say how much you've put into the business or have raised or needed to raise thus far? The total we've, number? Yeah, we've raised under four million um, of that. I've put in about half a million of my own money. Didn't pay myself for four years. You know, typical entrepreneurial stuff that we all learn about. However, I would caution any entrepreneur who's starting this, don't do it that way. I mean, granted, I was, you know, 47 when I started this. So I've been in business for a long time and I'd saved up a couple pennies, but don't do it that way because it's too hard. Being an entrepreneur, you need to start with some money. Okay. Airports. Saw you at the airport, had one, just yeah. by coincidence. Uh, this was some time ago. Uh, the way you got in there and uh of course we're being affected right now that could be a whole uh, other episode here but um great strategy uh how long did it take you for those listening to get into airports and that type of distribution so what we did was a little bit different airports came later on airports are nice but they're really expensive arguably the most expensive route and we did it uh we did it that way because we had uh, an opportunity on the inside um, however, what I did, again, not knowing the business, I took a look at grocery from day one and said, God, what, what are slotting fees? What, you know, who are these distributors who are, who are taking my money? You know, I, I, did, I just didn't know the business because coming from technology, if you want to do a deal with Google, you go to Google. There are no middlemen. You know what I mean? There are no distributors. And so I didn't know that. So you know, I avoided grocery from day one, learning how expensive it is, learning about slotting and chargebacks and all that nonsense. So what I did is I went straight to the technology companies and I got in food service at Google and Facebook and Uber and Oracle and Intel, very different approach, um, and got into all their, their break rooms and their cafeterias. And then from there, we pivoted to C-stores. That's my favorite channel. Um, and so we went there and, you know, we you know, branched out to places like uh, hospitals and airports, et cetera. But our business went in the three channels. It's C-Store, online, and food service. I like it. All right, 12 months, give it to me. How many stores or locations, uh, distribution points is Jimmy Bars in now? Where is Jimmy Bars in 12 months from today? Okay, so right now, probably about 14,000 stores, and as you know and anybody watching, you never really know how many stores you're in, because, um, especially for us, because we're in food service. So we're in a lot of hospitals, we're in a lot of colleges, but I don't always know where I am, which sounds ridiculous, but that's, that's food. Um, where am I in a year from now? Um, I'd like to be 20,000 plus. I'd like to have more of a club business than I have right now. So we're, we're talking to Walmart, we're talking to Target, we're talking to guys like that. We just did a rotation in Costco. We just shipped to Costco Australia, which is pretty cool. But we're trying to be opportunistic and go to places, where, this is a novel idea, where we can actually make money. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, congratulations thus far. Some great gems in there for the audience. Let's give it to the service provider. Uh, let's bring in Matt Kubik, local demo service. Who are you? What is the company that you represent? Who is it for? Go. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate you having me on the show. And thank you, Jim, for everything you just shared right there. My name is Matthew from Local Demo Service. We believe that sustainable brands can change the world. So we support sustainable brands. We love <clears throat> organic. We love locally grown. 
We love sustainably packaged. We love, you know, brands that are using alternative fuel sources, things like that, that are going to save the world for our children. And so what we do is we bring those brands up to the customers and ensure that they know what your product is and why they should support it. And so we do that. Our main service is through product demonstration. So going into stores and sampling out products, giving out brochures, which obviously right now with COVID-19 is not something that is salient. So we just recently launched some digital demos. So what we'll do is we will videotape a demo process with your brand and a customer and we'll put it up online, get it in front of all the corporate merchandisers in the Pacific Northwest, Hawaii, and some other states and ensure that not only can customers still learn about your products and see why it's important to purchase your products, but also get you in front of the corporate merchandisers that are going to be buying your guys' stuff. I like it. I like it. All right. Your info is going to be right here. Take care. Appreciate having you guys on. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Good luck.